The following event is a more Ace Audio production. Introducing first, from London, England, the team of Ace and Skillet. This is the Kickout. Yes, yes, and welcome to a, another episode of Kickout Podcast. It's the WrestleMania week. So, like, you know, WWE, we're probably going to put out various episodes during the week like they've been doing with all their content. We did last night's NXT TakeOver Breakdown. We gave our predictions there. Today, we're solely focusing on the WWE Hall of Fame. And I cannot do this without my co-host, Max, WrestleMania UK. Thank you for joining me again. How are you, my brother? I'm good. Um, I was in my fields today watching that that Hall of Fame. You know, a lot of people that I'm sure myself, yourself, Kinetic, have grown up on. Um, you know, I can say it now that people that we grew up on are now seeing and be inducted. Like, yeah. all the time before I was thinking I'm young. I ain't young no more because this has shown <laughs> it. So, yeah, it's, it's mad. See, Max, you, you, you started to realise what myself and our special guests has been going through for the past how many odd years now that... Time really does fly. <laughs> it really does fly. But let's introduce our guest. Uh, he's from the Break Breaking the Atoms podcast. He is a, in my opinion, not only a UK rap legend and seems to be oh. a UK. If they were ever did a UK rap Hall of Fame, he'll be in there too. But oh, he's wow. also carving his own lane in the podcast Hall of Fame because I'm sure him and my man Summit will get that eventually. They'll get their, they'll get their just due. Big up, my boy, Kinetic. He's been a friend of the show. He's been a show before. Thank you for joining us today, Kinetic. How are you, my brother? No, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. And um, yeah, I'm excited, man. You threw up the bat signal today. I saw, I saw I saw, the Thundercat sign. I said, yo, <laughs> like, Lionel needs some help. You know what I mean? So yeah, I just my guy. Into, I just had to get into pants row mode. You know what I mean? And answer Come the call. On, my G. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to be here. And shout out to Mex. Uh, I've been listening to what's going on. I think he's a great addition to the show. And listen, um, yeah, big up, man. Everybody, listen, you know, you know, when you just you 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 gamble and you gamble right, you know, that's, yeah. I think I think I think um I think I've done that with my assemble. I've I've assembled the kick out team. I'm gonna be straight up here. Shout out to Ace, Ace is my brother, but um the kick out, you know, I've assembled the team and um Tay being a great addition, Flu being a crazy ass great addition, but <laughs> we needed somebody to kind of be the spine of the kick out. Don't get me wrong, you know. Ace and I, we, you know, we are the co-hosts and whatnot, and we have, we can do the deal diligence, but I feel like Mex will do the work that was not being done. Let's be real. And, and uh, I, I appreciate Mex for joining. So thank you so much, Mex. I'm so, glad um, to be here, guys. Thank you. Um, but that's my Hall of Fame speech done. That's my, good on everybody. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Skillet, bro. Like he's like this in real life, man. He's been to my house. Like he's, he's. He's um, he skillet skillet is the closest thing we have in the UK to Buster Rhymes, and I mean that respectfully. Oh. <laughs> nah, nah, you can't you can't insult Buster Rhymes like that. No, no, no. I'm saying larger than a larger than life character. Like skillet is like a live cartoon. Like he's like he's gonna come out the screen. Like and it's not. This isn't forced. This is who he is. Because I've been with him socially. I've been with him at shows. Like I've been to his house. He's been to my house. He is he is who he is. So I, I appreciate you for saying that. that, my brother. Speaking of house, what are you doing this weekend, Kinect? I might have a few other people come around to watch the mania. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. Like, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, um, 
I knew you were gonna. Say, I knew you were gonna start with that, bro. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I'm just. I'm just trying to get my mind around how much wrestling I have to watch this weekend, bro. There's too much. Like, I don't know, man. There's too much in it. It's too much, bro. I'm over. I'm over. I'm overwhelmed, bro. I'm overwhelmed. All right. Man. Let's let's. Well, before we start talking about Hall of Fame, are you looking forward to? Just a quick summary for you, Kanek, and your wrestling. Uh, viewership recently are you looking forward to nxt takeover part one part two and wrestlemania weekend i'm looking forward to nxt more than wrestlemania um i just prefer nxt as a brand overall i think the style of wrestling and the angles and how they build the characters and the and the, and the storylines are just way better um it's more reminiscent of the 90s wwf that i grew up on um the mid-2000s tna and what i love about new japan all in one with some high production value i'm really Looking forward to um, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. That's yeah, that, that's. I think it's going to steal the show. It will, and I know they've had matches before. Um, but you know, it's it's almost like you know Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. You know, you just put two people in the ring together and they have magic. So I'm really, really, really look. That's the match of the week, and that's the one I'm staying up for. Okay. And WrestleMania, WrestleMania is cool. I'll watch it because I feel like I have to watch it. But I don't feel emotionally invested in it yet. But that could change because normally I get hyped like two hours before it starts. Did you hear what apparently Bully Ray said on his show that NXT is a wrestling show where AEW is a sports entertainment show? I agree. I, I heard that and I, I can I can I can get with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I think I think he's onto something there. Late, late right, last year, too quickly, sorry. Late last year, when I was kind of watching them, I always kind of decide what I watch first on on a Thursday morning, AEW or NXT, and it's always NXT just through loyalty. But then it switched because I realized that, just like he said, that this is actually more entertainment. AEW, and um, they're not sacrificing wrestling at all. There's still great wrestling there, but um, NXT, where people have kind of lost the love for it. It's because it's going up against something that is entertainment before we were fine with it just being just a solid wrestling product it was but now it's being compared literally alongside something um yeah that's where it, i guess it's not really winning people over yeah i feel that i feel that yeah i'm I, i'm a big fan of AEW. i was really happy just to have that alternative of something to watch you know kenny omega all day wherever he goes i go you know mm. um but yeah it's it's becoming a bit a bit fluffy in places it's definitely becoming a bit fluffy but you know nxt nxt for me it's all about the alternative isn't it that's how i see it and um you know skillet saw me at the nxt show at the albert hall you know ringside you know what i mean i pulled up nice you know ringside i gave i gave skillet the salute you gave me the salute you sent you sent the kick out you gave us permission to use some of your uh um, come on come on bruv. for us to put on, on our social media and stuff so we yeah, thank you no, for that NXT is just wrestling. It's wrestling to me. Like I, I watch NXT, and my body hurts after I watch it. <laughs> I that's, think as that's soon the wrestling as NXT, I like. As, as of next Tuesday, NXT moves to Tuesday, so I think they're gonna probably regain a lot of what they're missing now because that pressure of just being on the same night as someone isn't gonna be there. Hopefully, they just go back tunnel vision and do what they need to do. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, well, let's talk about the 2020 and 2021 Hall of Fame ceremony. Finally took place. 2020 finally happened this year because obviously last year it was pushed back because of the COVID pandemic. Um, before we start breaking down uh, 
both shows back to back. Um, Kinetic, were you looking forward to this at all before watching? No, I'll tell you why. Just because COVID kind of messed up the whole my enjoyment of wrestling in general. Yeah. Um, but when I saw there was two two people inducted that made me happy. One was the British Bulldog. Because yeah, absolutely that, 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 what am I, what am I, I, I know for a fact you share that with me. We both share how much we love we love the Bulldog. We absolutely bro, love him, bro. It, it's One of the it's best. years overdue. It's years overdue. And I was disappointed that he um, you know, even though he's not here in, in the physical rest in peace, Davy Boy Smith, but they didn't get that fanfare that they'd normally get because of the pandemic. Um, and RVD, yeah, you know, RVD, man, RVD was Hall of Fame worthy. If he stopped wrestling after ECW, he'd still be in the discussion for Hall of Fame 100%. for me. 100%. Yeah, so I'm glad that he got his moment. I don't feel like I feel it was almost uh, his world title run in WWE got cut short, and I always that didn't sit well with me, but I kind of felt like this was almost like his moment again to say, yo, like we, we respect what you, you did, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah, man, RVD, man, really happy. And, and Kane, Kane, Kane deserves it, man. Like yeah. there was a nice promo package on, on Kane's favor. We'll, we'll get into that. But yeah. Let's talk, let's talk about it. Uh, Max, uh, obviously because of COVID, they couldn't do it how they normally would do it in a, in a great hall full of loads of wrestling fans, full of even wrestlers in the crowd. They couldn't do that, unfortunately. They had to do it in the Thunderdome, in front of screens, and pumped in fake crowd cheering. Um, but the first inductee, obviously, Jerry, Jerry King Lawler actually, you know, was the host, returned his role as the host, mm-hmm. looking sharp, uh, which I was happy to see. He did do a little weird thing, like, I'm not crying, you're crying, and it's a bit like, okay. <laughs> come on, you're better than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a bit like, come on. But um, the first inductee, because there was no inductees this year. It was just the promo package. Man, come on, do your speech. Three minutes, you're out. <laughs> That's literally what it was. Yeah. Uh, but JBL's speech, I want to talk to you both about this because, um, hmm. Uh, Max, I want to hear your, 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 what your thoughts on JBL's speech. And I want to, I'm kind of, kind of interested to see where you're going with this, where you will go with this, because I picked up something. I want to see if you picked it up too. So, your thoughts on JBL? First of all, being inducted in the Hall of Fame, uh, is it is it worth? Is he is he is it just due? Is it is it, is it rightfully so? Is he rightfully had the space in the Hall of Fame? And did you enjoy his speech? I may be biased because I'm a JBL fan. Um, I yeah, I I think it was it was it wasn't like it was one of these ones we always say is overdue. But yeah, he deserves to be there, hundred percent. Um, his his switch, his time as you know the APA was absolutely brilliant. His switch from that to to this aristocrat kind of character as well was so well done. So many people hated him. Obviously, like he mentioned, he gave the rub almost to to John Cena, and John Cena took the ball, ran with it. Um, I think what you're you're talking about in terms of his speech was what the mention of Eddie Guerrero. Um, that wasn't what I was alluding to, but let's let's talk about that as well. Well, yeah, he did kind of you know pay homage to Eddie Guerrero and his his um, possible involvement in the creation of the JBL character. Um, and I think, like it was being said, I think mentioning Eddie Guerrero, I don't want to pay, do a disservice, but it's an easy way to get a cheer, isn't it? It's an easy way to get a, a pop. Um, despite well, well, how well, I want to make it clear that mm-hmm. JBL and Eddie were close, 100%. Were actually, yeah, 100%. They, were, they were friends, so 
I'm not gonna knock him for for, for mentioning the, the story. I just feel I feel the story of how he told it to how he got to being JBL was just a bit disjointed. Mm. So mm. yeah, that's just my opinion anyway. But um, yeah, I just I, I think that he was good. He brought a lot of good energy, you know, to open the show with a very kind of um interesting rah-rah speech at the end, closed it off as a heel, you know. What did he say? Like anyone that he's meant to apologize to, um he said sorry. But that's so what I wanted to talk about. Like that. <laughs> yeah, what? That's what I wanted to talk about. But before we get to that, kinetic, your thoughts I'm on a, JBL. I'm being... gonna keep it real, bro. I haven't even watched the whole show yet. I've seen the clips. <laughs> keep it real. I'm not gonna come on your show and lie. Um, <laughs> I won't okay. lie. Okay, but what was your thoughts on JBL being in the Hall of Fame? It's a it's a must. Yeah, bro. Like it's it's a must. Like bro, I used to watch SmackDown every Friday just to see this brother lose. Like, yeah. I, I ain't had that much venom for a man since Chris Eubank, bruv. Like, I wanted him to lose, bruv. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah his, matches with, his matches with Cena, um, Eddie Guerrero, it makes sense to me why he would mention Eddie Guerrero because these men these man legitimized him, you know what I mean? But, like, yeah. JBL, like, Bradshaw is Hall of Fame. Just the APA stuff is Hall of Fame. Okay. Everything else is extra. So, yeah, he deserves it. I love uh, how JBL mentioned um, Teddy Long, the Godfather, Ron Simmons, saying that you know these are his boys. Old Amanda. Um, Which know. is interesting though, because the JBL gimmick was you know borderline racist in some ways. Yeah, all, but all... it's a character, isn't it? Yeah, no, no, I, I took it that serious, isn't it? Like I thought, oh, he's got black <laughs> friends in that. You know what I mean? Well, the reason why you take it that serious because. You could probably see a little bit of a grey area there. Yeah, back in them days, innit? You know, you know, there's certain people that have black yeah. friends and Mexican friends and still a bit, you know, borderline racist. So, Absolutely. You know, so um, we'll leave it as that. One thing I wanted to mention was I don't want to be that guy. I don't mm. want to be that Mr. Oh, Ryan, come on now. Can't, you can't take a joke. The bullying thing. Now, JBL is notoriously known for bullying wrestlers backstage and ring announcers and referees, you name it. You know, you can name a list of, top of my head, Justin Roberts, you know, bullying him out the company, so that Justin Roberts says. Mauro Ronaldo, you know, that, that had an issue with him. Um, the Miz, even though The Miz fought through it and stuck with his guns and earned his respect, the Miz was bullied by JBL. You've had uh, so many. Blue Mini. Mm, uh, that's the one that came to mind. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm missing out on so much more, but JBL, oh, you know, he had a thing with Joey Styles and Joey Styles punched him out. Um, the fact that he made a little joke about, for those who, and he, and he did it like he was being serious as well, he's like, for those who uh, I've, I've, I've ever offended or bullied, or, or disrespected backstage, I just want to take this time to say, I am not sorry at all, you damn snowflakes. <laughs> okay. Like, like, yes, it's a heel thing, but WWE pride themselves in this anti-bullying campaign work that they do. Mm -hmm. And yet, yet you're making light of somebody that actually really bullied people. I, I yeah. don't know. Like, It don't match, innit? It's no. like if you're, if you're anti-bullying externally you've got to reflect that internally it's what we ask companies in general just outside of wrestling like do you know what i mean yeah. it's like if you, let's say you you're, you say you're anti-racist you put up your black square right but we want to see that work being done internally do you know That's what i mean right. so right. me personally I, I get the whole you know keeping in character stuff and i you know my humor finds that funny 
But I also know that particularly in 2021, you know, as I'm older, you see the you see the long lasting effects that bullying can have on people's lives and how bullying can affect people even into adulthood. You know, their confidence, their self-esteem, you know, even how they move in the workplace and at their, their home. It's nothing really to, to, to joke about, I think. Um, so, um, yeah, that I don't really take offense at the joke. Maybe the platform and the time we live in, it was a bit ill-timed, in my opinion. Even though I've not seen it, but I will keep an eye out for it. Um, but yeah, it's it's it, based on what you're saying, it's it's clumsy. I think. Um, you know what, Max? Please um, give us your thoughts on because um, I, I want to talk about the British Bulldog. I want to talk about Von der Liger in a minute. Uh, let's quickly let's talk about Titus O'Neil before we talk about the rest of the <laughs> okay. um, the, the Warrior Award. The Warrior Award. I'm gonna go get my uh, MacBook charger. If you could just uh, talk about the Warrior Award, thank you very much. No problem. So, from my understanding, this this award is you know meant to go to someone that's kind of went above and beyond for all kinds of causes and stuff. Um, Titus O'Neil was the recipient of the Warrior Award for the 2020 Hall of Fame class. I think very much deserved. Obviously, this guy is a big humanitarian kind of figure especially in Florida, especially in Tampa, where he's from. They told his backstory of, you know, going to school. In school, he was labelled as a troublemaker. Um, he eventually kind of fought through those um, challenges, made it to college, played college um, football, um, found his way into WWE. And, um, you know, they said he was a massive character. This guy works more than you know 100% Seamus done a great speech for him backstage saying how yeah. hard this guy works really put him over um and he's gone off into kind of making his own foundation using his WWE platform he's, he's supporting kids and families all over Florida um which is just example level work um for this to be as well you know a black man that he came from hard beginnings. I think it's, it was him that his mom had him at a super young age. Then he's raising two black boys in, you know, this kind of environment that is America right now. Um, absolutely outstanding work. The, the, the one issue, according to the streets, not my words, is that everyone thinks that, you know, in the, especially the fact there was two um, inductions this year in terms of 2020, 2021, Shad Gaspard, should have got this award. Um, obviously, Shad Gaspard um, passed away last year, saving his son um, in a in a in an ocean. Um, so, I mean, I get it, but you know, maybe Shad should have gone in this year. And Titus is obviously going to keep on doing this brilliant work, and he could have gone in another year. Titus is the host of WrestleMania this year, so maybe that's why they wanted to do it. Um, it's, it's interesting, but no, big up Titus at the end of the day still for the work he's doing. I feel Shad, Shad probably will get the Warrior Award eventually. Um, mm. Sometimes you never know how these things play out. Maybe Titus was supposed to get his last year as well. And mm. they, could, they, did, they didn't want to go back on that. I think I did like the fact that I don't really know much about the backstage employee that got it this year for 2021. But the fact that he did get it and he's been in the company business since Physic Man Senior... You know, I kind of want to, yeah, I want to see more of that as well. Um, yeah, Titus O'Neill, huge respect to him. You can see he been, he's been doing all this charity work way before he joined the WWE. Mm. Uh, and the fact that he was such a great ambassador for the WWE for so many years, and the fact that he nearly lost his job for making a prank with Vince McMahon, kind of shows how crazy Vince McMahon is, you know. 
Like he's so essential to that company. Like you can see how much Stephanie and Triple H adores him. Um, and even Vince, even Vince adores Titus O'Neil. It's just Vince is just crazy. Um, but um, yeah, so well deserved. And it was really good to see that. And I, I want to see more of this from the Warrior Award because I'm not going to offend the other people who's won the Warrior Award before because, you know, some people have rightfully so won it. Mm. Um, but I feel that like it needs to be a bit more about people who's done either A, backstage work at WWE for a very long time, served their, served their due, or someone who is a great ambassador for the company doing a lot of charity work as well. That's what I think. Kinetic, what's your thoughts on the Warrior Award? <sighs> Be real, my bro. No, I, I like the idea of the Warrior Award, but I was confused that Titus O'Neil won it because I thought it was for Secutes, bruv. Yeah, so this is this is the I'm thing. I'm confused. Like, previously, like, it's, it's gone to why, people why, from that kind of background. Previously, why, why, it has. But, 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 so, you know what it is? I ain't gonna lie. You know? I feel like Titus is just getting mugged off. First, you give him the Warrior Award, yeah? First, that, that award is for sick youths, you know? Then you have him host WrestleMania with a racist man. It's like, like, come on, man. Like, stop mugging him off, man. Stop it. <laughs> but you know what it is? <laughs> just stop he's it. Not, he's always gonna get mugged off because he never... He no, he's anything. a yes man, innit? Yeah, he doesn't say anything, man. He's a yes man. Just happy to be here. <laughs> I got time for Tyus though. His suit game is mad. His suit game is mad. But you know what? I say bring hey, back the prime time players, bro. That's a great point because I was, I was going to ask you guys that question. Best well dressed person at Hall of Fame, and I think for men, it's Tyus O'Neill. Bro, this we're suit, black. You know suit. what time it is when it's time for award. You know, yeah. what, bro. <laughs> can you imagine what we would do if we was invited to the Hall of Fame? Are you mad? Show <laughs> up, bro. His suit game was incredible. Mad. As, it's tailored. It's tailored. You can't get that off the rack. Mm. It's tailored. No, but no, not. big up, big up to, big up to Titus O'Neil. Um, I, I like to think of myself as a charitable person, so I'll never knock. I'll never knock that. Maybe this is the new direction for the Warrior Award. Um, yeah, I guess he deserves some kind of he deserves some kind of recognition. But I was, I was a little confused by it. Like you said, maybe it is the new direction because the guy that won it that was a WWE employee, again, this wasn't someone that previously has been ill or had any kind of terminal sickness like all the previous winners seem to have had. So, yeah, maybe but they are is, trying to move, what, change up a bit. This is what Warrior wanted the award to be. He wanted to be the... Okay. He wanted, when he, if you look back at the Warrior speech in 2014, he said that he, he the Warrior Award needs to uh, big up the, the backstage staff and crew who does a lot for the business that doesn't get the recognition. That's what okay. he wants. It seems like now they're revisiting it and be like, okay, let's just do what Warrior actually said that we should do instead of. Oh, I, I did. Okay, I didn't even put the two together. If that's it, then yeah, I'm rocking yeah, with that, it. That's what Warrior said. That's what it should be about. And oh, no, but I'm rocking they, with they, it. They put it to, you know, sick, you know, children who have a, a you know, a, a timely disease or something that's wrong with them. That's a massive wrestling Oh, so based on what you're saying, maybe they. And this sounds dark, but like the whole giving the award to maybe sick or disabled children, maybe some people saw that as like a PR thing as well. Yeah. You know, we can do, we can recognize these people, but you know, chari charity in any kind of as any kind of capacity will always get PR and press. You know, yeah. kids and old people, people will be all over that. But if that's what the warrior wanted, I'm not. I'm all for it. And you know, Shad Gaspard, rest in peace. Like. If he was supposed to get it, I'm down with that too, and I'm sure I'm sure he'll be recognised in some way. Like it's for, as far as I'm concerned, he deserves his own statue. Yeah, man, for sure. Rest in peace. Rest in, rest in peace. Uh, Max, you brought up that Seamus put Titus O'Neil over backstage. Let's talk about some other backstage segments. Uh, there's a British 
correspondent backstage who the Irish guy, Kevin. Irish guy. Um, yeah. They kept asking him, Kinetic, to go to all the black wrestlers, like the New Day, like the Hurt Business, and say, hey, what's your thoughts on the NWO being inducted this year? So when they asked, yeah, this is, this is you can watch it back, you'll Super see. Super cheeky. They asked New Day. So to, so he went up to Kofi, he said, Kofi, what's your thoughts on NWO getting the Hall of Fame this year? Great. And this is what Kofi said. He went, yeah, man, top props, top props. But you know what? The Bella Twins, <laughs> I'm looking forward Swerve to the Bella it. Twins. I, 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 you know, because I'm really close with the Bellas. We kind of started together and to see where they've come. And, then, you know, I'm really happy for them. And then later on on the show, same guy comes up to Hurt Business, MVP. MVP, what's your thoughts on the NWO being inducted to the Hall of Fame? I don't really care about any of those free initials. The only free initials that I care about is MVP. That's what My I care guy. about. And then, and then the, the, the guy in the mic says, oh, and maybe JBL, another Hall of Fame, obviously. And he goes, yeah, I'll give it to JBL too. Respect to JBL. And then Lashley said, yeah, you know what? I actually beat... JBL for my first ever US title. They didn't mention NWO at all. The way they swerved it was perfect. Big up can to I, can I, can I just clarify what they did that because of the Hulk Hogan thing? Of course. Of course. There's no coincidence in that. They never you asked nobody else. I never heard him ask any other wrestler about NWO. Yeah, but they know Hulk Hogan's hosting it, and I get it. I do I do like the fact that it seems like they had a discussion beforehand and said, now nah, we're not gonna give this man no airtime. Yeah. However, has it taken away from Scott Hall and Kevin Nash's moment? Well, the, the good news is Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and X Park, Six Park, has had Hall of Fame already. They've got their rings already. Now, I know NWO should be a big deal because that changed the business. It's the best faction ever in any wrestling. I don't care what anybody says. It was the best until it messed up. It was the best. But we're in 2021 now, and a lot's changed since then. And Hogan has really he's disgraced damaged, them all. He damaged, damaged his them. legacy. He damaged, he damaged them. Like I feel even like if you watch back the speech, I'm not gonna speak for anybody else, but even Kevin Nash looked a bit awkward being up there, man. Kevin, there was a bit where Kevin Nash is standing and didn't even want to stand too close to Hogan, even though they all gave it up to Hogan, they all they showed their respects, but at the same time, it was a bit weird. Like we'll it's, talk about it. It's guilty by association, isn't it? That's right. Like, That's all right. of a sudden, you may not share the same views of this one person that is happens to be the biggest person in the group and you know has got the biggest mouth clearly but if i look like i'm overly pally with my man then people might cancel me too <laughs> so mm. terry has to go down on his ones like i can't stand what did you say terry yeah 100 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bro. all right let's talk about the next inductee who like kinetic said earlier on the podcast well overdue. Been waiting for this moment for a long time. It's damn shame that it's not in front of a crowd because he would have got cheered out of that building. The British Bulldog, oh. rest in peace to David Boy Smith, rightfully, finally, solely, finally in the Hall of Fame, rightfully so. Max, do you have any fond memories of the British Bulldog? Um, I was going to ask you that question about JBL as well. Some of your fond memories of JBL. So let's start with that. Did I ask? Did you mention? You did mention some uh, of that. I, I was a fan of his run with the championship, with the world title. I really cool. liked that. Against a lot of people, didn't. 
um the the story with eddie guerrero was brilliant but obviously watching it with you know 2021 goggles you just saw how wrong um, some yeah. of the stuff that happened in it but you know i guess it was okay apa as well were you, a fan of, were you a fan of apa loved apa absolutely yeah. loved APA. loved the door loved everything about having to walk through the door um very sad when they um broke them up but I, at the same time i was happy when um Bradshaw kind of reinvented himself. I I was always, to be honest, a more of a Bradshaw guy than Farouk. Okay. Um, wow, you I, called I just, him Farouk, you know? Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. That's Ron um, Simmons, bro. <laughs> but I don't. I, you know what? I, I don't know what it is, and I've told Skillet this before. There's just something with me that just has never really connected with him. What? I, I don't. Yeah, you I, know what it I is? Really don't know. You know it he, wasn't, he wasn't out. He wasn't outside. Oh, you, you, know, he, you, yeah. know, you don't. You don't know Jericho Ron Simmons. That's why. I've seen it in hindsight. Yeah, I've seen right. it in hindsight. But I right. went out here with with the blue tights. But yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. The, and the, and the, the purple tights with the white boots. Come on, the white boots and the headband. I seen it all in hindsight. His finishing move was like the shoulder barge from the second rope. It was mad. Was mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I've always kind of been a Bradshaw guy. Um. And then for um, British Bulldog, again, nothing that I could say I really saw or remembered um, live. But, you know, I've I've seen back everything in terms of the build up to um, that Intercontinental Championship match at Wembley, um, which I just wish, you know, I was probably two years old when that happened. And I just wish that I lived through that because that is immense. Bro, this is what people need to understand. Talk, talk the thing, talk the thing, talk the thing. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk the thing. I'm gonna talk. Connect knows, knows where I'm going with this. Talk, talk the thing, bro. Don't, don't let me shed tears. Don't let me shed tears. I think you know tears. too. This is what people need to understand. Come on now. You see, you see the 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 the, the, the debate between Brett and Sean. Don't get me wrong. Kinetic and I know for sure how great Sean is. We know. Yes. Yes. We know how great Sean is. Sean is we, we, one of the best. He's one of the greatest of all time. We, we bow to Sean. Levels. The thing, the thing where Sean is, you, you've got those WrestleMania matches that are always going to be seen as the greatest matches of all time because of the grandest stage that it's in. Mm. But if you look at Brett's matches, my bro. At SummerSlam. He's Mr. SummerSlam. Not, SummerSlam's Mania, WrestleMania, Survivor Series, Survivor every series, series, every series, King of the Ring, ninety three, Rumbles, bro, King of the Ring, ninety three. Do you see what he King did in one night? Rings. Bret Hart has had WrestleMania matches on a Monday on pay per view <laughs> on, a on a regular on a regular Thursday night. You get what I'm saying, bro? Do you know regular that SummerSlam TV match house show? Bret has has had folklore matches on house shows, bro. There's house show matches that are seen as five star matches because what's the, what's, what's, what's the match they were looking for that whole time? What was the and brother's name? I saw it, yeah. What was his name? Yes, bruv. For years, listen, Brett. So, when I talk, when we talk about how special this match is, Max, yeah, as a kid, this is how great Brett is, yeah. This is how great Brett is because you, when you're a kid, you don't know. The levels, what's you going on behind the scenes. what's going on in that ring properly. You don't understand the in-ring work that's really being put in. And I'm not saying Bulldog wasn't great on that night. But Bret Hart... Carried him, literally. He made, he made Bulldog look like a bona fide superstar. Mm. Like, literally, 
after that night, I think everybody who was a wrestling fan the night afterwards was thinking, Bulldog could go for that title. But the people who run the show knew that wasn't Bulldog's crowning moment. They knew that was Brett's crowning moment because they knew how great Brett and what Brett did on that match. That made Brett the star that he is. And Brett Bulldog are, was high on, and Bulldog was high on crack. Yeah, Bulldog was on some next thing that day. He was like, he was high. Brett yeah, said in was. his book, because I read it, he's like, yo, you're messed up. Do what I tell you to do. I've got yeah, it all yeah. planned out. Imagine. And, like, and it was like butches that the, didn't look like butches. That didn't look like butches because Brett had to a G. Body, turn his body to sell What it. a G. What a, bro, intercontinental oh. match main, main event, evented bro. SummerSlam. First time ever. Bruv, are you mad? I in Wembley, in the ends, in the ends. That was the first ever intercontinental match main event, I think. Yeah, in the ends, bruv. In the ends, Wembley. And if you look at Bulldog Bret Hart part two in 95 in your house, one of my favorite matches of all time. That's a sleeper. That's a sleeper. That is very much a sleeper. There was so, you know, let's talk about Bulldog. Legend, first of all. You know what? Take away the Bret Hart match at SummerSlam. Bulldog had some really, really classic moments as part of the British Bulldogs. Can never ever forget that some of their matches with the Hart Foundation, the Rougeau um, brothers, Rougeaus at SummerSlam '88. British Bulldogs are one of those tag teams that paved the way for enough of these men. Yeah. You know, like you know, um, I look at you know, you have Davey Boy Smith, the Muscle Man, then you got Dynamite Kid, the athletic fast one. So you look at how they influenced the Hart Foundation, how they influenced LAX. How, you know, and I, how dynamite influenced a whole generation of Chris Benoit. Let's say, say all of that, all of that, all of that. The British, the British Bulldogs need to be in the Hall of Fame too. I agree, but that's we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that, but no, Davy Boy Smith, man. Like, as as someone who grew up on British wrestling too, I knew his importance, and um, yeah, man, like. There's a certain people in the Hall of Fame who are debatable. We can go back and forth whether or not they deserve to be in it. But the British Bulldog deserves to be in the Hall of Fame because he gave us, you know, okay, he might not have been sober throughout the match, but he was wise enough to listen to my man and say, do what I do. And he did it. And he, he, you know, he did it well. It takes two people to have a good match. The tango, yeah. Can I ask, I guess maybe you guys may know, what, what is, what's the palaver behind why this has taken so long? Is there any actual reason, any beef within the family or with WWE? Like... I don't Why think is there's any such a finally moment for everybody. Like, I I feel personally, I think there's a there's a list of people who we feel as wrestling fans, and I I, I tread carefully not to speak for people, but there's certain names that should be in the Hall of Fame, and you can never please certain people because, you know, I remember, you know, Skillet rem remember that video I did years ago, about ten years ago. I felt Jake Roberts and Mr. Perfect and Rick Rude should have been in it long time. Yeah. Before they were put in there, but it takes time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it takes so time. it takes time. It was, you can't. I don't think. I don't think it was a case of Buddha would never be in the Hall of Fame. No, we knew it was more a when, when, not a when, and when. And I think sometimes they got us. They got a space wrestlers out to keep this going, right? Especially, right. especially if they want to go back to the old days, because yeah. the way wrestlers are getting inducted is quite fast, and soon they're going to run out of people. We're going to be inducted from two thousand and five soon. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Eight, maybe, yeah. Like, so I think they need to space it out. Like, you know, Jim Nighthart got inducted in 2019, you know, Jim with, with the Heart Foundation. Um, you know, I, I think, I, th I Rick, think, um, I, Kinetic and I did the same thing when, when Rick Rude 
finally got inducted in 2006. Bro, we did the same thing. We fucking jumped for joy. Finally, so, innit? I think they, it, it's just to keep us engaged. You know, thing, yeah. obviously there's names today that can, can, can like, there's no Vader yet. There's no Bam Bam Bigelow yet. Like, you know, like, bro, bro, bro. you know what I'm saying? Bro, like, why is Vader? Like, Vader, you know? It's Vader. coming. It's coming. It's you know, I'm going to show my age. I don't even call him Vader. I call him Big Van Vader. Big bro. Van Vader, my G. Van Vader. But yeah, Bulldog, yeah. I'm going to say my favorite Bulldog memories, yes. Half, uh, of course, Heart Foundation feud with the, with the Bulldogs. Bulldog and Brett. Bulldog and Sean has some great yes. matches. Um, you know, you know one thing I really like? Remember when Bulldog went WCW? Yeah, yeah. A couple good yeah. matches there too. Had a, little, had a little thing with Sting. Yeah. The Allied Powers with Lex with Luger. Lex Luger. Yeah, yeah, he had some... He had some decent matches over there. His heel turn in '95 when he came back from WCW with the um, he, with the tight jeans. With the tight and no 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 not that one not that one. That was in 2000. I thought when he came back in '95 and he power slammed uh, Diesel for Mabel. Oh yes yes After yes Mabel yes. After Mabel won the ring and he turned yes. heel and yes. then had a great run as a heel, cut his hair, um, and then literally started rejoining the Heart Foundation with Pillman and Owen and. We've got to shout him out for his hairstyle as well, for what he did. Like, you know, with the braids and the beads. Yeah. You look them braids good, though. You look no, They looked all right, though. you know. I ain't going to lie. They look, they look, and you know what? Have you noticed, if you, go back, if you go back and watch Canadian Stampede, right? You know when they're standing at the top of the rank and the music's playing? Look at how Bulldog's clapping in rhythm, bro. And he's doing his, like, bro, Bulldog grew up around Mandem. <laughs> from the braids to I'm the rhythm I'm telling you he grew up around man then bruv he was clapping like he was in church he was doing that and doing all of this and I'm like yo but you go know back what? and watch it nice speech from his son um what's his son um Harry 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 uh, Harry Smith Harry Smith Harry. you know who carved his own lane in, in Japan and independent rest. I don't think we'll ever see Harry Smith back in the WWE ring but it's good to see that they have that good working relationship and he could, you know, and he was there for his father. And, you know, they got Matilda's, what is it, Matilda's grandson or granddaughter? The Matilda dog. was the dog, man. Dog. Yeah, but they, they had, they brought, they brought the, the dog. grandchild um, of the, Matilda. The real, the real grandchild. Yeah, that's what they said. No, that's yeah. wild. That's wild. That's yeah, it wild. Was sick. It was nice. And Bulldog's daughter was there. And obviously Diana was there. So it was really lovely to see. His daughter looks like him, isn't it? So it does look like him. Look. Yeah, it does. I saw a picture of her on Instagram. I'm like, that is really... His his child like yeah. looks just yeah. like him, but and and Harry looks like his father too. Yeah, no, Apparently Harry it. has been lobbying for a place they're possibly looking at getting him back into NXT. NXT um, UK? Uh, no, just main mainstream NXT because um he finished up his stuff with Japan. He he done a blood sport match maybe about a month ago now with Moxley. With, with Moxley, I saw that. Yeah. So um yeah, he's he's a free agent right now. So he has apparently had talks with Triple H to come. Oh, so there we I'm go. So he might join NXT. That'd be good to see. Um, no, I, I'm I'm with that. I think the time is the time is right for that. Yeah, me too. The time is right for that. No, uh, rest in rest in peace, British in Bulldog, peace, man. British Bulldog, man. One of my favorites of all time. Yeah, man, hundred percent. Another favorite of all time for me was next up. This was a, a beautiful moment. I mean, it wasn't long. Liger. It was quite short. It's something Kinetic knows that I've wanted to see all my life. Absolutely. I've even had I've even had interviews with Finn Balor. I've had interviews with Kevin Owens back in the day about possibly seeing this for one day. Uh, and it's finally happened. Juice of Liger getting his rightful place in the Hall of Fame. And he's not in as a Legacy Wing member. He's in as a Hall of Famer. 
Uh, which is great because obviously he's he had one match for WWE and NXT a few years NXT. ago against Tyler Breeze, which I interviewed Tyler Breeze about on the Kick Out podcast. If you go back in the archives, you can listen to that interview. Um, I mean, this man, special, 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 special. You know, I first saw this guy in Eurosport, mm. uh, uh, NJPW. Shout out to my boy Madassa, who sometimes listens to the Kick Out podcast. I hope he's still tuned in this year. Uh, he he was the man that brought me into tape trading. Round the corner from my house, I used to knock on his door, ask for the latest tapes that he had. He gave me some NJPW tapes, and uh, I fell in love with this man. Juice of Underliger had great bouts with Chris Benoit, great b- bouts with um, uh, the great Sasuke, the great Muta. Uh, so I could say so many names right now, but I'm not going to bore everybody. But Liger so deserves this, and I'm so glad WWE has given the recognition and the, pro- the, the props that he deserves. And obviously, he had a great stint in WCW as well. He's in WWE for a very long time to continue that legacy against Rey Mysterio, Ultimo Dragon, Pillman. Sanctus, Pillman. His matches against Pillman were classic. There was a whole, I had a tape. I had, I had a Liger versus Benoit series tape, which I, I'm going to find actually. It's still in my parents' house. So I'm going to find this tape. And next week after Mania, I'm going to put it up for the camera. Uh, Liger versus Pillman. And I had Liger versus Benoit, all in VHS, all their matches. So I don't think those I don't think those takes would work today, but um, I know the Super J cops as well. Oh my you god! You put you put me on you you and yeah. you and your brother. I never forget. I came to your well, house and you played Super J Cup '94, and I was just like, "Yo, Super J Super J Cup '94 and '95." Liger run riot. Even though Liger didn't win '95, he won '94. But um, yeah, there's some. I'm so happy that he got in, and the promo was very sweet. It just he said he got felt goosebumps. He felt shy talking about it. Um, but yeah, it's good to see him get inducted to the Hall of Fame, especially with the great career he had at NJPW and him getting his uh, send-off last year. Um, it would have been nice to see the send-off last year and straight into the Hall of Fame. That would have been a perfect transition. But um, what are you guys thoughts about Juice of Underliger in the WWE Hall of Fame? Um, again, this is this is someone that, you know, revolutionalized, revolutionized um, cruiserweight wrestling, junior heavyweight wrestling, as we know it. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm more familiar with stuff he done in WCW um which was great entertaining obviously helped pave the way for the likes of you know the rain mysterios um people that you mentioned benoit as well saw a lot of their bouts um and in the recent years where i've kind of been tuning into njpw in the last four or five years i've seen him do work putting over the younger guys as well um just a complete legend and yeah he was so humble with his speech and everything it was literally like they just told him right there and then you're going into the hall of fame like he was so lost for words didn't know what to say um and he still looks pretty healthy as much as you can see from him from under a mask but yeah he's in good nick so um yeah one thing i would notice there's some there's certain things i i would have liked wwe to mention that could have really drive home why this man is such a legend and such an innovator for wrestling because like he's the first person to ever do the shooting star press in wrestling and they could have said that because the shooting star press has been emulated and copied for so many different wrestlers throughout the years you know the billy kidman's the what's that lady that booker t coached um I can't remember her name now. She started, she started her, name, her name's Angela, but she's changed, she's changed her wrestling name. She's an NXT I now, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Willow Sprays, the 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 Evan Bournes, the you know, there's so many wrestlers that do shooting star press, and it would have been great to tell just to drive home that the first one to ever do that in a squared circle was Juice Von Also mentioning that fact that this man used to wrestle with, with brain tumors. He had two really, ego. yeah, bro. 
in the mid nineties, he he wrestled and had to he had to go away for a bit for because he had he did brain tumor surgery to get removed, and he had it and he came back again and he survived two brain tumor surgeries, and still wrestles like the like the man that he is. And wow. I, just, I just I mean you know they probably didn't want to talk about all of that, but I definitely could have mentioned the whole shooting star press thing. I thought for me it could have been a bit more of a important point. But yo, kinetic. Before we sign off on the lag a bit and we move on, you know, you know how I feel, man. You know, like we're 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 artists, isn't it? We're rappers. Certain man rap, certain man taught man how to rap. You apply <laughs> the same thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, well, you can good. bring up your your Jay Zs, but you know, you got your man like your Cool G raps and all that. You know, you're not like he's the Cool G rap of 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 wrestling, man. Like whoever yeah. you look up to, there's always that family tree. You can always find the root. Like I remember buying WCW magazine back in the day. Like you got to remember, like. Japanese wrestlers coming over to, to, to the American promotions and seeing them on TV was a rarity. There was no YouTube, bro. I remember seeing um, Sting and Great Mew. I'm thinking, raw, this is mad. You tell me a man caught the plane from Japan to come over, yes, sir, for the fight, man. <laughs> so I was like, when I saw Jushin Thunder Liger, I'm like, he was different. He stood out, his mask, the way he moved. It's just like, man, it's synonymous, bro. Like, I think even if you're a casual wrestling fan, you know what time it is with Jushin Thunder Liger. The name alone... Like he's like a living superhero. I need to see the great muter next, my friend. He needs it's to, got get to in be. There. Yeah, it's got to be. It's when, not if. It's got I, to be. I, I fear they might give great the great muter the legacy win because he's never wrestled for WWE. But who knows? I could be wrong. This, this, you know, Tatsumi Fujinami never wrestled for WWE. And he's a Hall of Famer. Well, so, I think I think to, things and, are changing, and, and isn't people, it? And some people are bigger. Some people are bigger names that they have to be have to get that Hall of Fame. Yeah, like Jushin Thunder Liger. You can't. It's, his name is so big, right? Putting him in the Legacy Wing is a disrespect. Yeah, one hundred percent. Speaking of the Legacy Wing, let's talk about the twenty twenty Legacy Wing before we talk about the twenty twenty one. Um, I was a bit surprised that some of these names on this list should be in the Hall of Fame. I'm gonna I'm gonna be real, like Ray. The Crippler Stevens, right? Ray the Cat Stevens should be in the Hall of Fame. That man has done some legendary things. And I'm surprised the game... I mean, I'm, I'm happy he's in a legacy wing because for whatever reason, he, they didn't want to put him in the Hall of Fame. But this next name I'm going to say, I'm shocked that he's in the legacy wing. And that's Dr. Death Steve Williams. Really? Who, brother, Dr. Death Steve Williams is in the legacy wing. He's not a Hall of really? Fame. Really? Like, this man is arguably one of the biggest... Famous international wrestlers, American transport, what he did in Japan. It's kind of similar. I don't, I don't wanna. It's it's gonna be a bit controversial because um obviously who got inducted in 2019? Was it 2019? Not 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 Dr. Death, bro. Mm -mm. The way they, they I swear they, they I swear back in the 90s, then man they was chasing him as well to come over to WWE. He was like the guy. Yeah, well, yeah, well, that was the plan. He was what so he, he, so he wrestled for WWF, yes, but he wasn't he, he never popped off the way they thought he would because they mashed him up with the whole brawl for all thing, man. Yeah, yeah, that, yo, that was mad, you know. People was getting punched up in the ring, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, people was getting boxing their mouth, you know, on Monday Night Raw, you know. Oh, I can't even believe that was really a thing. Bro, I'm telling you, some of the things we saw growing up, you know, we should be in therapy. <laughs> you know what? You know, it's that, uh, you know what? I'm going to have to edit this um, podcast because I'm, I'm forgetting the guy's name. Stan Hansen, that's it. 
Right. So remember, remember, yeah. So remember, JBL took his whole style from Stan Hansen, mm. even the clothesline and everything. So Stan Hansen and Dr. Destiny Williams were both like that American international star that was massive in Japan, like massive, like mega massive. So massive that Dr. Destiny Williams was going to be the one to have a big rival feud with Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's were, right. But what WWE did was was hoping that he would win the brawl for all because he was seen as a really legit tougher, top and ladder. Got, and he got punched up. But he got punched up. He got beat up. I think the Godfather. I think did the Godfather whack him up? Yeah, no, Bart Gunn whacked him up, and that's the reason why they were upset with Bart Gunn and put him against Butterbean to him to, for him to get beat up. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't, they weren't happy that he won, did it? But I'm so surprised Dr. Destiny Williams was it. But I'm not upset that he's in a legacy wing. This is what this is this is this is what this is built for. Some some people can't make the Hall of Fame, so to honor them and their achievements in the world of wrestling, they're in the legacy wing. So Big up Dr. Destiny Williams. Brickhouse Brown, another legend, was also in the legacy wing. I don't know much about um, uh, Michel de Leone. I think he was an Italian wrestler. Italian I think he was. guy. I think he said, yeah, he said he was like a great manager or something like that. I didn't know enough much about it. But Gary Hart, another legendary manager from World Class Championship Wrestling and in WCW. He, uh, he was the manager for the great Muto when he came over to America and did American wrestling. Gary Hart, another legendary uh, manager who I would have thought would have been in the Hall of Fame. But Legacy wing is all right with me. So that was a 2020 legacy wing. Uh, Max, I think I'm going to edit some of that stuff before we put it out. So we'll talk about that's, that. That's later. cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, let's keep it moving. I guess we've got the Bella Twins to talk about now. Yes, the Bella Twins. Max, let's come to you first. Are they deserving of this Hall of Fame? Yeah, but this is this is one of the ones that is what some may argue is a bit early. Where we were talking about, you know, getting people in early and mixing up with some of the older names. Um they deserve it i think 100 percent. they were pretty much the catalysts behind the women's um evolution or revolution um obviously a lot of women came before them and done absolute bits they were never really the best of wrestlers nikki got there later on in her career i think um but what they did is kind of make WWE returned to the mainstream in a new way through reality TV, which was Absolutely. obviously very big at the at the time. It's still very big, growing kind of industry. But um, they kind of then introduced WWE to a whole lot of female fans who then obviously came watching the actual product, looking for these characters, and they were at the front of that. They then kind of span off and had their own their own reality TV show. Um, you know, she had uh, Nikki Bella had a public relationship with the biggest WWE superstar um, at the time, John Cena. Brie is married to Daniel Bryan, has two kids. Really nice, um, really nice induction speech from them, um, where they they both credited they credited John Cena. She credited Daniel Bryan as well as to teaching them and stuff like that. Um, there was a sly dig by King before when he was introducing them which i didn't like um king basically said that the these are the girls that made daniel bryan famous i he said something that. along those lines I, like, I, I noticed that i was I thinking that. is this guy mad <laughs> like I, I as if daniel bryan's talent couldn't carry him i mean yes, maybe I, he means he, maybe he means like mainstream visibility like I think that's obviously what he's leaning at, but yeah. I think that's just him wanting to maybe have a dig at the indies or something. No, nah, he needs cool. he needs to shut up in it. Exactly, <laughs> it wasn't cool. But um, yeah, I think they, these these guys deserve it. I still think they've got legs to come back, have a women's tag championship run, 
um, really make those belts mean something because at this point they're probably the only people that can other than Sasha and Bailey. Um, so yeah, I, I was happy with the inductions. Good to see them getting recognized. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're spot on. They did bring a whole new wave of audience, young women, young girls. I remember like certain family members and certain friends that don't even watch wrestling that I know would watch Total Divas, yeah. uh, Total Bellas because of the Bella Twins and they learn a sum about the business that way. So that's when I realized, okay, you know, these women do bring something to the table. because that, that was my missus in into wrestling. She, oh, knew there you go. Wrestling. she used to think, uh, whatever. She she half, she half cared about Naomi being a black woman. Yeah. And then when she saw oh, Total Divas is on, she used to see it being advertised during the main product. She'd go out, she'd sneak into it, she'd watch it. Then she kind of got more into it, understood what I was enjoying about this. There thing. you go. So, you know, I was never really a fan of the Bella Twins or the ring work or anything. But yes, Nikki Bella did improve. As time went on, she Nikki thanked John Cena, and um, and obviously Brie thanked her husband Daniel Bryan, and they thank they said they called John Laurinaitis their father because yeah. I know he's married he's married to their mother, mm. so so that was nice that was nice. So um, kinetic, your thoughts on the Bella Twins and the whole? I don't really care, bro. Cool. <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. All right, let's talk about the. <laughs> No, I'm being honest, man. I know, I know. I, I respect it. That's your opinion. That's fine. That's what we. That's what we got you on here for, man. Um, <laughs> the last inductee <laughs> to the 2020 class of Hall of Fame. Now, Max is wearing a shirt that I currently own, the Austin 316 shirt, the iconic shirt. But there was another shirt that I used to own in the mid 90s, 96, 97. I had the black and white NWO shirt. I've got that I, too. And let me say something, yeah. Walking into school, kids used to be jealous of me, man. I used to walk in. and We had uniform. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were you disobedient, you. You were disobedient. I used to rock the NWO shirt. That's the show. I've obviously put on the uniform afterwards. You get me? But listen, you can't beat these times, man. You can't beat these times. These 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 were these were epic times, and uh, when you used to watch Raw and um, Nitro that, with two TVs next to each other, are you mad? In our household, it was TV downstairs. TV in my brother's room, and we used to channel surf. So we we hijacked. Well, well so my, my brothers had the TV upstairs, so they could watch it upstairs. But I used to hijack the TV. Said, "Mom, Nitro's on." My mom was like, "All right." And I watched Nitro with my brother Andres. Shout out to K Night. We watch it, and then from upstairs, you hear my brother Stefan or Mentalist be like, "Yo, Chris Jericho was just showing up for Raw. What? <laughs> Bang! Change the channel. Jericho's doing the arms out. Listen, these are vivid memories, my guy. Elite and NWO." Time. Was a big part of that. I used to love the whole NWO run. You cannot deny them as the Hall of Famers, no matter what, controversially with Hogan, whatever. You can't deny it. it was the right thing to do to induct these guys. Um, it's just, just um, and I'm kind of glad these guys are inducted for them, no crowd. I've ordered for <laughs> all the people because of Hogan. I'm glad they didn't get no crowd. I'm glad, I'm glad because I don't want Hogan getting cheered for any bomb or ass. So, um, uh, but yeah, great memories of NWO. I vividly remember Scott Hall invading Nitro like it was yesterday. I, hey, yo. remember, I remember Kevin Ash showing up and Sting slapping. We're not, here. We're, not, we're not here for play. Listen, basically, we're not here when, for play. When Sting, remember when Sting slapped the toothpick out of Razor's face? Nice. I remember all of that. I remember when Kevin Nash powerbombed Eric Bischoff for the announce table. I remember when Hogan was the, was the third man and Hogan's classic promo after that. I remember them attacking Rey Mysterio throwing him against the freaking production like truck. Yeah. Like a dart. The spray can. I remember six joining. 
I remember Ted DiBiase joining. I remember all the stupid people that Virgil. joined after. Yeah, which was not necessary. I remember Vincent, big shows. I remember, I remember when, when Giant joined. That was a massive one when Giant joined. Oh, man, so much great memories. Uh, the Sting feud with NWO was perfectly booked until the following year and they started doing red and white and black and red and all this nonsense. And But what what a great time to be a wrestling fan when NWO run Riot. Um, Chris, let's go to you first, Kinetic. Give us some of your... Yeah, NWO, one of the greatest. They're the greatest faction. Yeah, they are. They're not my favorite, but they're the greatest. They are the greatest. Exactly. They're the greatest. My favorite is Dangerous Alliance. Um, I'm saying NWO, like what they did for wrestling, man, like anti-heroes from the branding. Um, You know, there's nowhere in the world you can go now. Like you can wear an NWO t-shirt now and then people will see you and know what time it is. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I remember one time I was on the beach in Dominican Republic, I was wearing a Bullet Club shirt. People came up to me and started talking to me off the strength of the shirt. And that's Bullet Club. So you can imagine what, like, NWO is a brand unto itself. Um, the matches, like, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash leaving WWF having bigger careers outside of WWF. A lot of people don't get that. Um, yeah. Now nah, they changed. They ch NWO was bigger than wrestling, man. It was popular culture. Way bigger, way bigger than wrestling. Way I didn't want to. I didn't want to cut you off when you mentioned Dangerous Alliance. I was going to say shout out to Bobby Eaton because he needs to be he, most underrated, most underrated ever. One of, one of the most underrated wrestlers of all time. Uh, excuse me. To, listen, that's excuse, one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite wrestlers, bro. Excuse me. Yeah? <laughs> listen, let me talk the thing. Yeah, you see, you see Bobby Eaton. Yeah, beautiful Bobby Eaton, my guy. TV beautiful title matches. Are you mad? Listen, come on. Listen, that is that guy needs to get Hall of Fame. Recognition, if it's a legacy or something, don't get me angry. Don't get me angry. You see the dangerous alliance, yeah. I put them up against any man. Man yeah, had recruited so and Steve Austin w together. Are you really, Yeah, they really flopped. They've flopped so many things. Arn Anderson yeah. and, and Larry Zabisco, the enforcers. All right, don't, 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 don't get me aside. NWO, though, man, like you, popular culture. Would you have more of a memory of NWO when they're running the WWE than the WCW? This, no, 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 WCW, WCW. This, this was my in into wrestling. So, what, them in WWE in WCW, okay, okay. So, um, yeah, I was watching WCW before I found out there was a whole Monday night thing going on. Um, yeah, still very young in my childhood, obviously, knew Hulk Hogan come over, and then I literally remember the night when the whole um ring was just full of crap. From them getting thrown at all this stuff when Hogan joined and literally them running riot. Um, <clears throat> very happy. It was unfortunate the way they kind of split them by years. It would have been amazing if Eric Bischoff kind of was put in with them or something like that, but he needed his own flowers. He definitely needs uh, own flowers. And glad and glad he got it like that. But um, I don't know what it was, even from a child. I loved Bischoff. <laughs> like there was just something about this guy that you could just see and seeing his story which we'll kind of probably get onto later and just how he climbed the ranks into his position in wcw is just an amazing story in itself but nw well um everything for for me it was kevin nash and um razor Scott ramon Hall. yeah yeah, yeah man at the time it was razor ramon made the switch. come on um yeah so and i just i loved diesel because of everything he then kind of done with i'm sure michaels 
Um, I've never been a Hulk Hogan person, even before the tomfoolery. Yeah, but, bun, um, bun him, bun him, bun him. Yeah, the, I, I, I enjoyed him in NWO, um, but yeah, it was Kevin Nash and Scott Hall for me all the time. Oh, man. Well, yeah. That, Bro, that... like, I'm telling you, Skillet will know, like, NWO was different. different. It was different. It was and different. I've got a friend, friend called Paul Paul. In school, he would do the throw up the two sweet. The guy's massive. He does that. And I'm the one running up to him, doing the little, yeah. you know, jump. It's, that's, that was our thing, like. You know what I hate as well? It's because the, because WWE became the victors of the, of the feud. They would like to rewrite history and tell you that DX was defunct. No, don't lie. Don't lie. Don't you know, lie. But you know, but you know, that's what they would like to do. Right? Yeah, no, but, I, but I'm not stupid, innit? Don't do that. Yeah. It, but to anyone watching today, that's the narrative. This is literally a scenario of you had to be there. No, nah, you won't. You you won't. Not, listen, I don't even put DX in my top ten factions. Yeah, I said nah, it. Same man. Um, I've never worn black but and WWE green. WWE going against NWO. Literally, if you didn't know any better, that's the narrative. DX no, that's, that's because, because, because they can write. They can write their own history. You can't. Correct. But that's therefore yeah, we yeah. have YouTube. We have YouTube. But, but NWO, <laughs> I'm telling you, they DX can. No, can't can can't test them. The packaging, the swag. The, the reason why Bullet Club is more influenced by NWO than DX today. That's true. Very true. That's what it's NWO saying. change things, bro. All right, let's talk about 2021. Before we do that, big up William Shatner. He got the celebrity inductee in 2020. Has some funny. I forgot about all those fun promos he did with um, Jerry King Lola. On Monday Night Raw, that was hilarious. When he, when I he, mean, did, a little, he did a monkey flip. No, there was there was some bit. There's a bit when Jerry said, uh, "Jerry said, I remember this as a kid as well, loving this." But, uh, when he said, uh, "So what? What? This is more of a special. What's more special than you standing in the King's Court with Jerry Lawler today?" And he goes, "I can think of one. What I did yesterday. Oh, what did you do yesterday?" He goes, "Chew gum." <laughs> it, it was good the way he dropped it still <laughs> well, the way he dropped it was hilarious and then he did the monkey flip when he monkey flip lord out the ring i forgot about all of that i forgot about when he came back in the mid-2000s and did the um the, the theme he's, song, talking at the theme songs like he, he's he's like, getting up there in age isn't it william shatner he's a like oh, he's, oh, a, hard, yeah, he's yeah. a hard back man now isn't it oh 100 he's, he's um he's he's um his acceptance speech was hilarious as well he's like uh you know all the great I'm from Montreal, and Montreal has the, one of the greatest wrestlers, superstars of all time. And I think it's only right that I'm up there with them. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we made a really funny, funny. Now like he was he was in character. It's the delivery. The delivery was a one. Yeah. Yeah. He's ninety. He's ninety years old. Is he? Yeah. Ninety. Remember when Captain Kirk in the sixties was laying down alien guy? Brav, he was licking down, down the man in the solar system, down, bro. Licking yeah, down green the Jai Jai. <laughs> Purple and green for Jai Jai. Bro, these men have been outside for a very long time. For a very long time. He was in no, the he... Twilight Zone as well. That makes sense. He was in... No, he was res on, no res on respect, to William, respect to William Shatter. Yeah, yeah, William Shatter. All right, 2021 started off with... the first, Oh, yeah, Mr. Monday Night. Yeah, Rob Van Damme. Rob Van Damme was the first inductee. I will say he should be the last. But in terms of popularity, Kane deserves to be the last. But... Mr. Monday Night, can I, you talked about him earlier. Let's hear it. And Max, we're going to come to you as well because I know how much Ravadam means to you as well, my brother. My brother. Max, let's go. Ravadam finally getting his Hall of Fame. Go on, Kinect, go. I'm going to say, listen. You what see, am I you see, you see, You see Rob Van Damme, yeah? One day, 
This is in ECW's heyday, innit? I received a tape at my house. All it said was ECW living dangerously, right? I watched a match with Rob Van Dam and Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> Rob, I have to get up out my seat, bro. <laughs> top, top match. Yeah. Top, 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 Fam. top, top match. So you know what, yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that, yeah, because there's there's certain ma- there's certain matches that changed the game. <sighs> you get what I'm saying? You had the tiger, you had the tiger mask dynamite kid in the 80s changed the game. You had like if you look about in Monday in a Monday day instance, Willow Spray Ricochet, you can say that changed the game. The Kenny Omegas and Okadas changed the let game. Let me let me tell you something with you see RVD and Jerry Lynn. Certain people are put on this earth to, to be together, in it. Raekwon and Ghostface. Yeah. Yeah. They are the Raekwon and Ghostface of wrestling, bro. bro you and Jerry Lynn. Why were their matches so outstanding? Everyone Hard. They were unbelievable. Hard. And Jerry Lynn I, was my favorite, though. I, uh, I, I used to prefer RVD, but Lynn was my guy, too. Lynn, Lynn was, was my guy, guy too. RVD, bro, even with the invasion, bro. These men were supposed to boo him. They started cheering him, bro. He was, he was the most over-wrestler when he joined WWE, the most bro, they started cheering him. He was wrestling bro. Jeff Hardy. You know Jeff Hardy was so popular. You can't, you can't beat, you can't boo RVD, man. You can't, you can't because he's, he's one good. of us. He's, he's one of good. us. Do you remember like his match at um, One Night Stand with Cena? Like the atmosphere, Cena? bro. Electric. Come on, man. The match he had with Jeff Hardy in Invasion, two thousand one. One of my Mad. favorite matches. His RVD matches versus... with Sabu. Um, Heatwave ninety eight. RVD versus Bam Bam Bigelow. The RVD TV versus... title match. RVD versus Lance yeah. Storm. Bruv, okay, okay, hold it. RVD versus Chris Candido. Bruv, you see, okay, one day we're going to talk about Lance Storm. I'm coming back to the show to talk about Lance Storm. Right? 100%. My guy. Rob Van Damme, even what he did for wrestling fashion, bro, like his tights, I've never seen him wear the same tights twice, bro. No. Always the, the design, the design yeah. is mad. You know those are self-made. Bruv, I know yeah, it's yeah, mad. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, he's like, his frog splash, best frog splash, man turns in mid-air. Excuse me. I, I still feel I don't know if you remember Art Bar. Mm-hmm. I think he has the Eddie best. Guerrero's partner. Yeah, I think he has. I no, think no, Rob, bro. Rob Van Dam turns in midair, bro. I've always gave it to Art Bar, and I love how Eddie used to do it as well. No, nah, Rob Van Dam turns in midair. When he bounces off the mat, he holds his stomach just to let you know the levels. Nah, it's too much, bro. Sells it. It's too much, bro. His matches with matches with Taz. Taz. What? Levels, it's true. I mean, there's nothing. Tommy like Dreamer, we had, we had a great not... match with Tommy Dreamer as well. I remember Tommy Dreamer power drive RVD, and RVD sold it when he bounced off. And like, yeah, neck. from his neck. Yeah, from yeah, his neck. Yeah. I mean, that guy was different. Yeah. Max, sorry, let's hear your thoughts on. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's literally just the the new element he brought to the game. It's this martial arts style wrestling. Um, you know, he's one of the innovators, one of the the pioneers for that coming into wrestling and just doing it so well like you guys have mentioned this is someone at times that it was designed for him to be the heel but we can't buy him as a heel because the man's too good he's too good this is someone that was never no matter where he went he wasn't corporate made he was one of us like kinetic said like he was and that's that that connection it can't be made by a machine or a big company or corporation you just see someone that maybe resembles you, has the same um, lifestyle choices and all of yes. that kind of stuff that you can buy into. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, like they put the after one night stand, which was a brilliant night, brilliant main event. 
they put the title on him. I believe there was a misdemeanor on his half. So he got caught with weed. That's why they took the title off him. Yeah. Um, so he never really got the the run he deserved, you know, at the biggest company in the world, etc. But at the end of the day, from what he just gave us in that ring, some of the legendary matches you guys have mentioned, the, the WWE Championship is almost second to everything else he gave this industry. So, bro, bro, he told John Cena, he says, Yes, man, I'm coming to one night stand to, to bust your head in it. You know, at the time, no one ever did that. Who they just, has, they yeah, no one up. has planned the, the real money in the bank, yeah, bad man, a real bad man, yeah, Robert Van Dam. Uh, and his speech, his speech, he's doing his speech that um, the um, the sheik told him, you know, there's going to be some people that tell you stuff and you take it in and stuff like that. There's going to be some people that tell you stuff in this industry, let it just go in one ear and come out the other. And um, I just felt like even if that was a dig to some things he may have went through in WWE, like it's just, like you said, he's just one of us. He's just a real guy, man. So I, I loved his speech as well. Yeah. I love this speech. One thing about Rob Van Dam, I really like is like this is he is who he 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 is who he is. Like he's changed. never changed. Mm-hmm. Like he's never changed. Like whether he's doing a promo, whether he's talking, he is who he is, man. And I I love him for that. Like I love him for that, man. Like Rob Van Dam is so important. He's so important. And like I said at, at the beginning, even if he didn't come to WWE, he was a Hall of Famer in ECW. Yeah. I'm That's sorry. Cool. For sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah, man, Rob and Dam definitely deserves this space. I was going to ask you guys something about RVD, actually. Uh, ah, yes, this is what I was going to ask. Uh, he's birthed a lot of kids. He's birthed a lot of wrestlers today. The Kenny Omegas, the the Parks, mm-hmm. the, 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 the Willow Sprays, the Ricochets. Like, all these wrestlers wouldn't be here without that guy. And there's, there's a lot more that I'm not mentioning as well. Um, they need to send him a Father's Day card, man, every year. They need to send him a Father's Day card. I mean, we're, we're, still, we're still living through a generation where, you know, who was the wrestler you grew up on? Shawn Michaels, uh, Bret Hart. We're still living through that kind of generation. But this, it will be abundantly clear, the following generation, even we can see with the Alistair Blacks, you can't tell me that you ain't watched the Rob Van Dan match and be inspired with the way that you present yourself and your offense. So... He is definitely going to be named in the, the next batch of upcoming wrestlers of influences, 100%. I'm with you. Well said. Well respect to Rob Van Dam. Well deserved. Uh, we could next... we could literally talk about Rob Van Dam all day, bro. Yeah, we could do. We could definitely do. Uh, I think we should start get, getting you involved in, uh, when we talk about maybe uh, a whole wrestler's career. From start yeah, to bro! And, uh, see, we'll get you I, probably, I watch Living Dangerously. I watch that match <laughs> at least once a month. <laughs> When Jerry Lynn said five minutes, every time I watch, I'm like, no, don't classic. do it, bruv. Classic. <laughs> classic. Such a classic. Um, Molly Holly was the next inductee to the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, yeah, well-deserved. Yeah, well I'm deserved, not mad well at it. Deserved. I'm not mad at all. Know. Yeah, I'm not mad at it at all. She had some great matches, you know. Uh, had that famous match against Victoria at WrestleMania. Famously was part of the, the Holly family with Crash Holly and... Rest and in peace. Hardcore Holly and uh, has some really fun segments with the Hurricane as Mighty Holly. Uh, she used to wrestle in WCW before she joined the WWE. Yeah. Um, a very good in-ring worker at a time where a lot of women's wrestlers wasn't was booked to be an in-ring worker. They were more booked for their extravagant looks and their sexiness and their sex appeal. Uh, Molly Holly stood out in her own way. I, I'm not going to... I don't think I'm gonna to come to both of you about your favorite Money Holly moments because I don't think. That's really yeah, cool. I don't really, I don't really have many. But 
what you said there in terms of the work rate and just yeah. you know how you know she she deserves she deserves her flowers. Yeah, yeah big definitely. Up to, big up she, to Molly Holly. She's someone that put she put her hair on the line for that Victoria match because they weren't even going to have that match at WrestleMania. Then she said, "I'll put my hair on the line if you give us that match." And she know, started her speech. She started her speech with a really funny line. She said, uh, "Only two people has put their hair on the line at WrestleManias. One is the most influential powerhouse in wrestling, and the other is Vince McMahon." and then i remember from i think it was um beth phoenix from maybe two years ago when she got inducted she told a really nice story about molly holly about how molly holly paid for her wrestling school and all of this kind of stuff when she never had enough money so on top of everything it just seems that she's just a genuine decent human being and that's yeah, why she got major props of- from everyone going when she got inducted a lot of people have nothing but nice things to say about. Mark That's Hall. dope. I I, I I forgot that Beth Phoenix story, and you know, off the strength of that, I think, you know, what you could say what you want to say about people's wrestling ability, but we should always big them up for being good humans. So That's exactly, one hundred percent respect respect to Molly Holly. Yeah, I, I definitely yeah, she's she's an important part of the attitude era, definitely. Yeah, man. Um, great, Carly. Nothing to say. Again, this is someone that I don't have anything really great or positive to say about the in-ring stuff but for what he's done as an icon I I can't lie I got kind of worried when they said that he's done a lot in terms of training the next kind of Indian batch of superstars um I thought training (laughs) but um he he's you know India is like one of WWE's biggest it could be it could be motivational training maybe maybe (laughs) bro it could be getting them into training, paying nah, for their training. Who knows what it, they mean spoke, by that? I speak to my co-host about this, Summit, all the time. I said, "Is you man kept this man in a job, you know?" <laughs> it's true, but the great Carly is trash. <laughs> oh my! In, God. Look, there's there's no way to dress it up. Like it's, he's it's trash. Really but but bro, they, but, but they, there's a lesson. There's a lesson. He's an icon in what, what he done. Icon where? For like international, global, like India. They done, they done, they done a show maybe about two months ago now. Um, I can't remember. I think it's called Superstar Spectacle. It's on the network, right? Where they, um, it was for in line with like some type of Indian Independence Day or something like that. And um, they they showed like these Indian superstars that have been training over there that are in their NXT, you know, developmental system. They put them against like Finn Balor. Um, who else? Um, Jinder Mahal had a match with some of them. Um, they weren't impressive, not yet. Maybe they're still learning and stuff, which is fine. Um, they said 20 million people tuned in in India. I don't care, but that is why he is where he is. That's that's what I'm saying. Nah. I don't, I, I don't care, I don't care nah, in this kind of stuff. And, and to be honest, I hate talking about this kind of stuff. I hate talking ratings. Nah, you know what? Yeah, no, 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 at the no, end no. of the day, but yeah, no, nah. from, from a financial point of view. This is why he is where he is. Um, no, nah, man, bun him. Bun him. Bun him, man. <laughs> he's so trash, bro. I told, no, my, big up to Summit. Summit, he's he's of the Indian persuasion. I told him, I said, you, man, kept him in a job. <laughs> this is what we need to do as, as, as people of color, bro. We need to come together. Like, the Indian people come together for the great Kali. I'm telling you, bro. And as, nah, nah. Oh, man. Nah, I'm not here for that. I'm fucking crying. No, it's, cry, it's, bruv. I'm not here for it. <laughs> it's um, money at the end of the day, innit? Hey, great car. Yeah, but this, that's the problem. But that's the problem, innit? That's the problem oh, with yeah, the Hall yeah, of Fame, innit? 
hundred percent, is that's a problem with the Hall of Fame, isn't it? Randy Savage had to sit down for years, but Great Carly gets in. Are you mad? Are you yeah. mugging me off, bruv? Are you mugging me off, bruv? <laughs> there is a Jer- Jer- Jerry Jerry Lynn's at home, and and Great Carly gets in. <laughs> Jerry Lynn works for AEW, so no, he's going to have to wait a bit longer. He's no, going to no. have to wait a bit longer, bro. Low-key. Who else could have gone in there? Low-key. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it gets me angry, bro. It gets me angry. I'm so glad you're here tonight. Nah, it makes me angry, bro. You're not a corporation, bro. Like... I know, but bro, there's other people you could have put in there. I hear that. I hear that. 100%. The great oh. Carly, you know, bro. I swear oh, he hasn't had a match that's worth more than two stars. You know what, and 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 I think they're about to launch, or their next project they're launching is NXT India. So throw again, it in this rice. Is, this, <laughs> this is all it's, it's um, money move. Rex is right; it's a money move. It is. Mm. Um, Ozzy Osbourne is the celebrity Hall of Famer. Next. All right, um, let's talk about Eric Bischoff. Easy E. Easy E. Um, this I'm, man gonna show, I'm gonna show you guys something. So my belt here, you might not be able to see it. It's got Eric Time Bischoff's Eric, signature. Eric Bischoff. Yeah, I can see the signature there. That's amazing. Yeah. So Bischoff continues his groundbreaking ways of breaking ground into the WWE Hall of Fame, of course. Um, this man has revolutionized the business. Uh, and he's finally gonna be immortalized in the Hall of Fame. Well, he finally was immortalized in the Hall of Fame last night. Uh, this is well overdue and so well deserved. And the fact that they actually did it as Bischoff himself, I'm very happy with actually. Yeah. Um, and they gave him his props. You know, they gave him his props for what he did for WCW, what he did coming up in the game, how he changed the game, how he changed the business, how he, well, was he not the first guy to do extended contracts, like real, like long-term contracts? I the think contract, so. Yeah, he changed yeah. the because Vince was only paying you Per, per quarter, or what, yeah, yeah, where he gave you, like, you know, I'm gonna pay you three year guaranteed, this, this guarantee that's it, the guaranteed contracts. That was the word I was looking for. Um, you know, Bischoff changed, you know, did the whole NWO invasion that changed the t shirt business going crazy. You know, obviously, merch was always a big thing with the Hogan era, but he went to another new heights with Hogan again in the forefront with the NWO, and then obviously, WWE was able to combat that with the Austin 316. Um, you know, really. You know, people talk about the Attitude Era a lot. Who started it? Obviously, yes, a lot of it came from ECW, of course. But uh, it didn't come to the mainstream until WCW did it. You yeah. know? WCW really made it, Attitude and become mainstream and made WWE and forced WWE to up their game to become Attitude Era. WWE won the game and Eric Bischoff comes into WWE programming as a talent. I remember the first, I remember seeing that in Trinidad and Tobago with my brother Andres, K Knight, and we were just watching Monday Night Raw in Trinidad. And I see Vincent Man on stage, and I think I must have like turned my head, and I heard Eric Bischoff. I'm like, what? And I turn around. I said, like, no, this is. And you know, Vince to always play the dick, play the fool back then. I thought this ain't real. There ain't gonna be no Bischoff. And Bischoff walk out the damn ring, bro. I could not believe my eyes. And they hugged in the ring. Um, yeah, and Bischoff did great work for the WWE as a as a as a as an in ring talent. Uh, Kinetic, let's go to you first. Bishop Hall of Fame, your thoughts. Deserved, overdue. One of the few people on, on planet Earth that can say they beat Vince McMahon at his own game. There's not a lot of them. Yeah. Um, the way he helped to turn wrestling into a business, like even, you know, the stadiums and arenas that WCW would go in, 
the merchandise, how he could take ideas from other people and kind of flip them. You know, we're, we're MCs, you know, you take a sample, turn it into a beat. He took an idea from Japan, created the NWO, helped to bring a sense of realism. Um, You know, the cruiserweight division, Woo! you know, come on, man. Like, you know, even, you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, even some of his bad decisions benefited other people because him firing Steve Austin helped make Steve Austin become the star he is. Do you know what I mean? So even his bad decisions worked out at the end of the day. Maybe not for him, but for the business overall. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. you know, he got into the ring. He scrapped, like, you know, Vin Vince's in-ring work. He's not a wrestler, but his in-ring work is desirable. But Eric Bischoff did bits, man. And um, so much respect, even, for, you know, you talk about his come up in the business. I remember seeing Eric Bischoff with the suit and tie on, like Sean Mooney was in the event center back in the day doing commentary and... Eric Bischoff, man, he's an absolute G. And I often wonder, had WCW not gone out of business, if they had got that TV deal, how things would have went? Yeah. And that's one of the biggest what ifs I have as, as a wrestling fan. I think all the ECW man then would have got snapped. It would have been madness for an, another 10 years. It's kind of strange how that... I've always... It always boggles the mind that they, they, they let that company go. Because... because for the money they were making and the ratings they were making, you would think somebody would like, because obviously Time Warner wanted to get rid of it and that's why WWE flopped. But you would think somebody could have snapped it up in time because I don't know WWE bought it. I don't know if they thought, oh, WWE will buy this and they'll do something with it, which wasn't the case. But it's very strange how no other buyers came for that. For I think company. Eric Bischoff wanted to buy. I think he did, yeah. He was, was going to buy. If I think if Eric Bischoff had bought WC, like... I'm sad. I'm actually sad that there's no more WCW because for the longest time, I think they had better matches. They did. They did. And I'm talking yeah. about mid-90s stuff. The Steamboat stuff, the Rick Roods, you know, like yeah. Steamboat. Steamboat Steve Austin at um, Clash of the Champions. I forget which one for the US belt was crazy. Legendary. Crazy. Legendary. Do you think it was uh, maybe because of these guaranteed contracts and the amount of money people were on? As to why maybe yeah. they didn't get picked up by somebody. That's a contribution too. They were spending ridiculous money. A, a few man, a few men sat out. Like I swear, after yeah. the invasion, because they knew they were having guaranteed contracts. Like Sting sat yeah. at home for like a couple of years because he knew yeah. yeah. bread's coming. Yeah. Same. With but Nash. no, Bish Bischoff deserves it. Bischoff deserves it, man. Like, yeah. There's no, 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 no pushback from me with that one. Max. Yeah. Um. Again, everything that's been said, man. Um. This is someone, like I said earlier, that even on the on-screen capacity, I just, I just liked him. He, he was just like the the mastermind behind the NWO, especially once he joined the NWO. He was just like the cheeky kid that was hanging with the cool guys, like kind of getting away with it, sort of thing. Always taking the sly digs at what's going on in WWF at the time. Um, the moment you 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 said, which will live in my memory forever, him walking out on that WWE stage, like. It's just incredible. It's, it's literally like incredible. Forget all this forbidden store door stuff we're seeing now with people moving companies and all of that. Like that is original kind of forbidden door stuff. So um, yeah, just absolutely crazy. And you know, him still trying to contribute to WWE. They employed him like literally maybe like two years ago to do some producer work or something like that. It didn't quite work out. He 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 left or got sacked um soon after. Um Jumping between AEW, helping AEW with their product. He's got obviously a very successful podcast right now. Um, and then literally he was, I think he was on AEW TV like literally three weeks ago, back on WWE TV with the Hall of Fame. Just an absolute legend, done so much for the, for this business. Like, 
can't can't deny that he deserves it. And um, Rich Herring, who has been in WWE company for over 50 years, got the Warrior Award uh, on the second night of Hall of Fame, or the 2021 version of Hall of Fame. So big up, Rich Herring. And let's, mm-hmm. talk about, let's talk about the main inductee tonight at the 2021 Hall of Fame. They gotta be! That's gotta be! That's gotta be Kane! Kane <laughs> uh, has finally... Being inducted to the Hall of Fame, um, it might have been a bit too early, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, he got inducted over Undertaker, over The Rock, over so many other people. Maybe I don't need to worry about that. I guess it just, just what it is, what it is. People get maybe, it. Maybe this is him finally hanging up that moniker so that he can really go off and be the mayor of. I think so. Right. Whatever. Because that's he so. is the mayor right now, but obviously he gets drawn back into doing WWE stuff. Maybe this is just him really closing the chapter, closing the door, so that he can be maybe taken seriously over there. But um, this video package they made for Kane, yeah, amazing, bro. They made this guy look like Undertaker. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. And I, I literally tweeted afterwards. Why didn't Kane have an Undertaker esque kind of career? Was it why wasn't his mystique kind of protected to that level because this video package was world class like they made him look so so good he deserves that though 100 he deserves it that's a good question max but that's a good question what max is asking it's because he's it's true when, when, when did it go wrong like when he first, when he first you know you know you know what i think went wrong just and uh, sorry to cut you bro i think it's you you said it max the mystique taking off the mask him talking, yeah, talking. it took away the mystique, the bro. Mm-hmm. It was it was the talking, it was the mask reveal that mashed up the whole thing. Um, yeah, and, and when you saw his when you saw his face and that, and he had the little the little um the eyeshadow and that like smudged and that, I said all my life, my I'm whole gonna, life, you told me he was burnt up, bro. And this is it. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. I think that's exactly it because Max is right. When you look back at it, yeah, lightning doesn't normally strike twice in this world, right? But it struck twice with The Undertaker debut in 91 and the Kane debut in 97 because Kane's debut, kids were legitimately scared of the Kane character too. I was was frightened. It was a fantastic um, intro, uh, introduction, debut. Like, I remember watching that thinking, you know what, I'll tell you one thing that I will say though. I swear on my mother's life, this is a true story. Or you can call my brothers, and don't even ask me this question, call my brothers now, and they'll tell you the same story, right? So the night Kane debuted, right? We're watching it. Me and my brothers were watching it together. And I'm like, yo, shit, this character is mad. Like, who's this guy? That like, I'm, you know, I'm a kid, isn't it? So I'm like, who's this? And me and my brothers were all in awe, apart from my oldest brother named Stefan. And Stefan sees the way my man walks. And he goes, that's Isaac Yankum, bro. <laughs> Oh, he, he saw it already? <laughs> he called it from the first night, bro. I went, no, no, it's not. Said, yeah, fake diesel. That's fake. Because maybe it was fake diesel before. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fake diesel. I was like, no, it's not. Yeah, Amazing. that's fake diesel, bro. And he was fucking right. <laughs> so anyway, but <laughs> that's a crazy story. Like a Yo, shout, story. shout out to Stefan, boy. Like, that's a good guy, boy. He used to do this shit all the time, though. Like, even when Austin made his debut as the ringmaster, He's like, yeah, that's Stunning Steve Austin. Oh, well, that's not Stunning Steve. So that is. Right, that's, a, that's, a, that's an original mark, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but, um, Kane, 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 Kane is different, bro. Like, he kept that gimmick going for 20 years, bro. 
Yeah, but but I'm gonna I'm gonna Mex is right because and you're right as well, Kane, because he was that he had that gimmick and he had that, you know, that fair factor for a long time. He was over and then they took off the damn mask. And then Bro, he took three tombstones at WrestleMania. Had the had the smudge look on his face, the hair, the tone the sh- I don't know what he was doing to his hair. I don't oh, think he, I don't think he was losing his hair then. Bro, the, so he had, his hair was the hair was attached to the mask. Oh, it was mad. The extensions was on no, the but, mask, bro. But but he actually had a whole head of hair before that, though. Yes. Yeah, that's true. So did they tell him to shave part of his hair off? Bro, he wasn't prepared. He got to he got to raw that night. They say, yeah, you're taking off the mask. He's like, bro, have you seen my haircut, bro? Like. <laughs> Well, Kinetic's right though. Even before the the mask, it may have been the talking, you know, and just kind of making him real. You know, they showed segments in the package where he had comedy segments with The Rock and stuff like that. That was funny. So, though. That was funny. It was great stuff. But now looking back on it, it's mm. like, yeah, like this is it's where like, they kind of derailed him. Sort it's of. like Abyss, bro, because I know Abyss has been compared to him a lot. But when B- Abyss started talking, as amazing as his promos were, it took away the mystique. Mm. Should I tell you another reason why? Kane might have the mystique of Kane might have crumbled as well. I think you guys, I don't think you guys are remembering what The Rock used to do to man, you know. What, like boy him off? The Rock, the Rock yeah. used to, boy, but The Rock will boy everybody. My name is that, Kane. That, that, that promo when he goes, he goes, he goes, Kane, I'm gonna give the that. Di- I'm gonna give you the batteries, shine them all up, put it into your voice box, when you'll go and say this. My name is Kane, <laughs> and I'm a Rudy Pooh Candy. Uh, listen, see those problems there, yeah? They were so disrespectful. And this is why I keep telling people. I know there's been some some debates about The Rock's ethnic heritage. You don't go at a man like that. I know where The Rock comes from. I know what his house was like. <laughs> to, 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 yeah. to come at a man like that, he's, he's a trained. Black man. He's, he's a trained. Black man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my name is bro. I remember not to go off on a tangent. I remember when The Rock, when he was um, I can't remember who he was talking to. He said, "Um, I'm gonna stick your head so far up your ass, they're gonna have to cut holes in your nipples just to see." Was that Billy Gunn? That was backlash. It was a backlash event. Who was he wrestling at backlash? It might have been Triple H. One of them, man. It might have been Triple H. He was very disrespectful. Yeah. Very. He called very. Goldberg a lily, a lily-livered bitch. He used to call Undertaker about his big head, his three hundred oversized Bro. Head, pound oversized head. I don't know how yeah. that man kept straight face around him. You know, the Rock was the best. <laughs> but yeah, Kane. Yeah, they did flop with his character a bit, but did he also come back as the evil Kane? WrestleMania twenty. Obviously, I know he took three tombstones, as Kinetic said, and then he reinvented himself with the comedy segments. You know, Team Hell No was quite fun. I really enjoyed Team Hell No. Um, yeah, man. Props to Kane. He deserves it. Prop, yeah, props, 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 props. He's only had the WWE title for one night, isn't it? I don't understand. And he'd be awesome. Bro, bro I'm, re- I'm reading his stats here. They're saying he had four, he's had the most cumulative Royal Rumble match eliminations at 40, 46. He's eliminated 46, won man. Never, never won, won it, bro. One time he held the belt for one night. He's a one time World Heavyweight Champion, too. One time, and he won the World Heavyweight Championship. And once did he not beat, beat, he beat Remisteo for it when he cashed in or something like that against Remisteo? Yeah, thinks so, yeah because he was money in the bank winner. Yeah. He was the first person to cash in on the same night that he won it. Right, but right. I, I think that also says you know how great the the, the character of Kane was. Like in, in many ways, he didn't need belts. It's yeah. very much like the Undertaker. Like when yeah. we remember the Undertaker, it's not because of 
how many championships he ever held. It's just yeah. the Undertaker, like so. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it says a lot. These these guys, man. This is where you know I started watching and thinking, God, Kane is in the Hall of Fame. Like, how old am I? Like, yeah, you're getting crazy, up, you're like, getting up there, bro. <laughs> he's literally up there, crazy. Bro. Like, it's, it's you're, get, you're getting you're getting up there, fam. It's mad, but uh, no, respect to Kane. Hundred. Oh, absolutely. Before we sign off. Um, I'm trying to remember who was in the who was in the legacy class of 2021. Let me get it up for you, bro. I've got it, it here. Was, there was one black man that I saw. I forget his name. Oh, now. Uh, Pe- Pez Wheatley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he, I'm I'm he, interested he, in looking back at some of his stuff. Yeah, yeah. He had some great matches in uh in uh well he was in WWE. Oh, okay. uh, skillets dropped out. But um, yeah, we're just talking about Pez Wheatley. That um. Do you know yep. much about him, Kinetic? No, I don't, but I'm looking at him now, and you say he's a black man, so I'm down with it. <laughs> yeah, he they, they put him over pretty good when they were inducted okay. him. He, he so... looks he looks he looks like Mandem, so <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna support this. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in seeing. Um... <laughs> what happened to you, Skillet? We got we got to edit this episode, boy. I'm sorry about that, my brother. Minor, yeah, yeah so great matches at NWA and WWE, um, and I think he, I don't know if he wrestles in Mid South, but. Yeah, I do remember him. He, yeah, and and it's good to see him have his view. I think he was wrestling in WCW, I believe. If I remember when he died. It's, oh, it's, I I, oh. I like these um inductions though because it's going to give people you know like myself and even younger fans a chance to go back that's and do what? research and catch yeah, up. Absolutely. I think that's dope. I think that's dope. I think Dick the Bruiser was one of the Hall of Famers as well. Yeah, he was. That's he right. Was one of the legacy wins. Yep, well deserved. Another one. Buzz Sawyer. Buzz Sawyer. Yeah. Yeah. I yep, definitely. Be in e- the Hall of Fame, but Ethel Johnson. I don't know who that is. I don't know. That. Respect. I don't know respect. Is Ethel Johnson is it African American? That's the woman. That's the woman they said is the first um, woman to do a drop kick, a standing drop kick. Was she the, the one? Woman. African American. Yeah. 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 Was, she, was she the one that spoke out against the fabulous Miller? I'm not sure. I'm reading it now. But yeah, that, that I think that made a lot of people's ears prick up um, that were watching it like live and watching it on Twitter, reporting on Twitter. They said, "Yeah, this is the first ever black woman to do a standing drop kick," and it was like, "Raw!" <laughs> like, so which is yeah, pretty impressive. Nice little accolade to have to your name. Yeah. yeah. No. Res- um. Rest in peace, Ethel Johnson. I need to go and do my homework on her. Andrew, yeah, yeah. Same. 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 All right, but yeah, it was. And Paul, Paul, Paul Bosch. I think I've. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Paul I hope Bosch. I pronounced that right. Yeah. Yeah. Paul Bosch. So yeah, big up all those names, respect to them. More like, like I said to Mex last week, that's one of my favorite things in the Hall of Fame. When they first started introducing Legacy Ring, I was over the moon. And and it's looking like we're starting to see more wrestlers in the color. You know, those who wrestled in the 80s and 90s are creeping up. Mm. So more to it. What kind of names do you think we'll see in the Legacy Ring going forward before we sign up? I think it was obviously, I think Dynamite Kid will be in the Legacy Ring. I don't know if he will get a Hall of Fame because of controversial. Uh, well, all he did was punch out a man's tea. He's done, he's done more than that, my friend. I know, but like, come on, man. Domestic violence, right? Yes, yes. Um, yeah, so that's, might, a, that's a tricky get, one. He might get legacy wing. Uh, he, he, he does, yeah. I don't think the legacy wing is legitimate without him. Bobby Eaton probably be legacy. He's not dead, no, no, but they don't have to be dead. I oh, I thought these man was dead, bruv. Oh, a lot of them are. A lot of them are, but they don't. Bobby, have Ian, Bobby Ian can't be legacy. Nah, man, I'm wiling out for that one. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> nah, fam. When the hell is Midnight Express getting inducted? I've been asking this question for the That's longest true. time. That is very true. What That's is going Steiner on? Brothers. 
I had a, yeah, Steiner brothers need to get inducted. Well, Scott Steiner ain't, ain't coming to take no award, 100%. He I think he will. I think he will. I think he will. I think he'll do it. Especially because Vic Steiner's son is in WWE right now. And they're real brothers, isn't it? Yeah, they're brothers. So that's his nephew. Yeah, it's his nephew. Yeah, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. Yeah, you got to have the Steiners in there, bro. You do, you do. I just don't know if he's in the right headspace to do that kind of business with WWE. Oh, it's a shame, man. I remember one time I went to see TNA and I started shouting at Scott Steiner. I said to him, yo, man, you need a bus pass. I started shouting at him, bruv. The way he looked at me, I stopped, bruv. I stopped. I stopped. <laughs> he's mental. Yeah, he's there, was, he... there was some footage of him doing some independent show maybe like a month ago. And um, someone was like shouting something from the crowd. He literally just walked out the ring, picked up some chairs ringside and launched them into the crowd at this person. Like two or three chairs. Yeah, he's, he's not for play, bro. He's not for play. <laughs> He's Do you think Matt Bourne during the clan would get legacy? Probably. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I don't Matt think he. I don't think. I don't. I don't think he deserves it. Two yeah. Scorpio, you get legacy or Hall of Fame. He's Hall of Fame he's worthy, bro. Be Hall of Fame still. He's Hall of Fame worthy. Yeah, but his his Charles, WWE Charles run Gax. wasn't great. Don't matter. He's he's Hall of Fame from ECW in my opinion, bro. Yeah, no, no, you're, right. you're right. You're right. Yeah, he, is, he, is, he, is, he is. He is. And WCW, he was hard in WCW. Yeah, yeah too cold Scorpio. I, I, still, I still see him doing his thing on the indies now. Yeah, I think it was you who shared the video. I was like, oh, he's doing, he's, bro, bro, he's still moving age, mad, bro. bro. He's still moving mad. With his bar lid. With his bar lid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sabu? Sabu needs to go in. Now he needs to be Hall of Fame. He Hall of Fame. Yeah, Sabu's Hall of Fame, man. Yeah, yeah. Sabu and Taz. Sandman can go legacy. <laughs> <laughs> No, you can't let you can't let man like him in the Hall of Fame. He's so disrespectful, bro. Him, him, and him and New Jack could go legacy. No, New Jack's wild. New Jack's wild. He shouldn't New be Jack in there go, at all. I think, I think he'll get legacy though. New Jack. No, don't put him in there for his for his controversial brass manner, bro. And bro, bro. New bro. Jack will be a very long time. Very I watched time I watched um, Dark Side of the Ring, bro. <laughs> Why did New Jack bore up a man in the ring, bro? Yeah, I know. I, I don't even know I, how I, New Jack's out here doing bro. road, bro. I remember that vividly. What's wrong with him? I remember that. What's wrong with him? I remember that was one of the most shared tape that was passed around in the wrestling industry. Was one of the most was that tape. And I, I bro, why do that. you have a knife on you in the first place? Yeah, it's mad. It's all Shouldn't mad. be doing road still. But he brought the road to wrestling, bro. <laughs> he definitely did. <laughs> now, nah, New Jack, New Jack can't. No, nah, don't put him in. Don't put him in. I think um I think the second incarnation of the Heart Foundation should go in. Legacy or, or, or Hall of Fame? Hall of Fame. Brett, oh, Brett yeah. could be the first three time. Listen, this is something. This, this would be a great way to put Pillman in. Owen, yeah. In. But obviously, the, the, whole, the whole Owen thing is. That's right. Sad. That's the issue. That's yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. That's right. All right. Well, listen, Kinect, We want to give you a big thank you for joining us tonight. You've thank you for the invite, absolutely bro. Absolutely awesome. We'll get you back in again as soon as possible next time with Summit as well. We do. No, don't, inv- don't, no, don't invite him. He don't know nothing, man. <laughs> man will pull up, start talking about the great Carly, you know. <laughs> I remember I remember one time we did our podcast and he started bringing up Jinder Mahal. I'm like, yeah, now you want to talk wrestling, innit? Exactly. <laughs> they're, proud. they're proud of their people, though. I love that. Nah, love man. Them. Bun great Carly and bun summit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, where can people find your podcast if they're fans of hip-hop music? You had a lot of great guests on your podcast in the likes of Raskas. The likes of um, there's so many, bro. I'm trying Apollo, to Apollo Brown, Pete, Pete, Pete Rock, Pete Rock, um, Jake One, Jake One. You've had so many great A-lister 
hip hop legends on your podcast. Where can people yeah. find you, hip hop lovers, to listen to the Kick Out podcast? Okay, so we're Breaking Atoms. Just type in Breaking Atoms wherever you listen to podcasts. It should come up as Breaking Atoms, the hip hop podcast. Um, and you know, we're there. If you're a lover of hip hop, check it out. Um, I co host the show with Summit, and I often compare how hip hop and wrestling the audiences match and I make weird wrestling references. So if you're into all that stuff, you should enjoy the show. Thank you. And, and where can they follow you personally? I am kinetic. That's I am kinetic K I N E T I K. Um, that's the same on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm on chat house, but I don't really, I don't really, is it chat house? Or, no clubhouse. clubhouse. I'm on there. That, that shows really, how much you're not. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really enjoy it, but <laughs> I'm there. And kinetic, uh, you and I have a song that should be coming out soon. Really yeah. soon. Very soon. Uh, I've got some business that I need to talk to you about, both okay. of you, when we stop right. recording this. Okay, wicked. Um, dedicated to the late, great Bam Bam Bigelow. We're going to come tune. on. Uh, cool. It's, what are we calling the tune? Bam Bam Bigelow, I guess. Yeah, it's Bam Bam yeah, Bigelow, isn't it? Bam Bam Bigelow. <laughs> That's what it says on the tin, isn't it? But um, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a dope joint. Uh, a lot of re wrestling references, the lyricism in the bars. So, uh, and, and the beat. Shout out to K930, my brother, who sampled the Bam Bam Bigelow theme. So that's going to be coming out soon. Um, and we'll, we'll plug that on the show as well. But uh, Absolutely. thank you so much for joining us. And for those for listening, I've been Ryan Skillet. This has been... Max. No, give it your name, Max. Oh, Max, WrestleManiac UK. And we are the Kickout Podcast. So follow us at Kickout Podcast. Thank you. <laughs> See you later.